So everywhere you go, in your vehicle, the moment you open the door, put your foot out on the ground, offer a prayer up to God for the people of this city, for this church, for our country. We've got to start caring, and to start caring and not follow the fate of Jonah, we, we need to pray so that God would awaken care in our hearts again for the people around us. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But uh, wow, worship today, uh, melt your face off worship, wasn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Nate and Miles and the team. Thank you guys uh, so much. Uh, I know uh, th- that's probably a dated phrase my kids used to say maybe four years ago. Wow, that really that would melt your face off, Dad. And uh, and so I won't embarrass them by you know again I'm using a phrase a dated phrase and embarrassing them already. But what I'm trying to what I'd like to say is that uh, I think there's not just a melt your face off kind of thing that happens when you encounter Jesus. I think there's a melt your heart kind of thing that happens when you encounter Jesus in His gospel that says that I accept you as you are. You don't have to do a little list of earning things to, to have a place with me. And, and I believe that uh, when we have this encounter, it's, it's, it's like when Peter uh, encountered Jesus and uh, Jesus did this miracle on his boat and uh, Peter immediately was like aware of how sinful he was. And he was like, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And, and Jesus like, no, I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I want you to follow me. And he made him a fisher of men. And, and I think the same is true of us. When we have this encounter with Jesus, there is this awareness of, wow, I really am more wicked than I thought. And at the same time, there's this, but I'm more loved than I ever hoped for, ever. And that it, it's a melt your heart kind of thing. Maybe it melts your face off too, but it melts your heart. And when we have that kind of encounter, I believe that we become grace responders. And we encounter the grace of God, and then there's something within us that says, okay, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. I'll do whatever you say. But it's first an encounter with his grace that has to happen. And, and like a, a grace responder, we, we, it's kind of like a first responder. You know, this week we passed uh, uh, September 11th again. And uh, it was a time in our country where everyone remembers those heroes that gave their lives as first responders to this terrorist attack on our country. And, uh, and most people call them heroes because while everyone else is running away from the danger, they run into it. Now, you can say, well, those, those first responders, they're trained, they're equipped. That's true. That's true. But there's something in their heart that is there that keeps them moving towards the danger to help. There's something within them, something internal that says, I'm here to help. And what I'm saying as, as a grace responder, when you encounter the grace of Jesus Christ, there's something internally that changes because you know that you belong to him, and he belongs to you, and you just say, I just want, I want more people to know about this. I, I want to be a grace responder, and I want to follow you, and, and I want your kingdom to come. 
And so everywhere I go, when I step out of the car, I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to pray for this, this place here and for the people here and, and for your kingdom come, your will be done. And so that, that's what I'm calling a grace responder. Doris, Doris calls foot soldiers. Uh, remind you to, whenever you put your foot out of the car. And, uh, but, but with that, that's, that's part of the, the here to there, that God's got us on this journey. Not everybody is there yet. Not everybody's at the place where, yeah, I've encountered his grace in such a way that it, it motivates me to, to run towards things that most people are running away from. Not everybody's there yet. That's all right. But, but I want to tell you that, that I believe that there is better than here. And, and if God wants us to be there, it's the best place for us. I know that Jesus loves us right where we're at. But he never lets us stay there, does he? He always calls us to mature and to follow him. And so that's part of being a grace responder. That's part of moving from here to there. But we've got to encounter his grace first. I know there's a good number of you here who have. And so you're, you're with us on this journey from here to there. And, and I, I really believe that, that uh, we need the breath of God. We need the breath of God, all of us, and we need it here with this church, this body of believers, and, and that if, if, if we don't pray, we won't care about the people around us, and if we don't care, our mission is lost. I have a story for you. It's, it's a story of how the compassion of God changed everything. But I, I, I want to first remind you, and, and, and I want to welcome those of you who are new and unfamiliar with the mission of Highland. See, I, I really believe, I believe that life will really change. Really. Every element of life can change when we have an encounter with Jesus and His grace. I believe that to the core of my being. His love, his loyalty, and friendship. And and like Peter, when we have a real encounter with him, it it changes us. And if you want to take a step towards that with this group of people, then then here's here's what I'm talking about. One, and again, if you're a note taker, this would be the time to take some notes here, if, if this is all new to you. Uh, and, and usually I'm not a one, two, three kind of preacher, but today I'm going to be a one, two, three preacher. All right. One is just join us with growing in our love of God. It, it's, it's growing in growing in love is to grow in your in your intimacy and in your closeness with God. It begins and it never ends with discovering more about Jesus. Look, I've, I've discovered some things about Jesus, but there's more and I want to know more about him. And I'm on that journey of wanting to grow closer to him. And, and uh, I, one of the guys in the church, uh, Darren Chapman, he always sends me the Jesus Calling uh, devotional by text, and, and I get it. And, and today it was interesting. It, it, it said, uh, worship me by living close to me. And I'd like to say the inverse is true. Live close to him by worshiping him. And, and if you want to grow in your love and intimacy with Jesus... Grow in your worship. Grow in your worship of him. It's a lifelong journey, and it's not about being perfect. 
but it's about being a student, a lifelong learner and a lifelong relationship. And so I, I, I want to encourage you in this. And, and in fact, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about people who are just discovering the love of God and his compassion that he has for them and are learning this new journey. And, and I, I met someone this morning. I, I'd like you to meet her too. Hey, Tina. Hey. C- come here, Tina. Just, can you stand up just a second? Hey, everybody. She's taking notes. She's, sorry. Tina, come here. So I, I just want to introduce you to, to Tina. She just recently, this last week, gave her life to Christ. And Tina, I just want you to know that this is a group of people that are on the same journey as you. And they're just learning how to love God more and how to discover more about Jesus. And so we're here with you on this journey. Welcome to the family. So I want to encourage you in your, in your growing and learning more about Jesus. You can do that together with this group of believers. Join us in worship. When we worship, we can grow closer to him. And, and, and begin opening up the word of God and discovering more about who Jesus is and who he said the Father is. You'll grow closer to him in that. The second thing, num- number two, join with us in growing in our loyalty to God and the family that he's adopted us into. Growing in loyalty means discovering authentic relationships. Discovering authentic relationships. So with Jesus, take the relationships that you already have, think about them. I mean, some of you who are even in gel groups right now, think about some of the relationships in your gel group right now. Think about, can I honestly say that those relationships are at an authentic level? Just say, I, I want to say with Jesus, it's possible to go to an authentic level. You might have to ask some questions. Well, will it require something of me as a grace responder to grow and move from here to there to some authentic relationships? Yes, it might. Might, might take some thought, might take some effort. But even with your relationships that are existing, let's try to take them to an authentic level. With new relationships, that you're discovering. Let's discover some authenticity right from the start in those relationships with people that you're meeting. And, and, and it's about mutual care and a mutual encouragement for one another. It's not a one thing. Relationships are not a one-way thing. It's two-way. And so we, we, we all learn how to care for one another, encourage one another. It's not just the pastor who does it. It's not just the jail leader. It's not just the elder that does it. But we're all a part of that. Mutual encouragement, mutual care for one another. And this is, and, and this is designed to happen in, in our jail groups. And I, I encourage you to join one of our jail groups. We're going to be introducing our jail leaders at the end, and you'll get a chance to talk with them. But it, this is how we're going to build community to reach a community, as we build authentic relationships. So I invite you to join us in that. That's the second thing. Third thing, join with us in growing in our friendship with God. You see, Jesus, God extended his friendship to us through Jesus Christ. He did that freely. You didn't earn it. We didn't do anything. It wasn't because we had a list of good deeds that we did that he did it. He did it while we were still messed up, screwed up sinners. He said, I want you to be my friend. 
I want to know you. And he sent his son. And so as a grace responder, when we encounter that in, in moving from here to there, we're saying, Jesus, what you freely gave me, wow, I, I want to freely give to others. I, I want to extend that same friendship to others and say, wow, I, I want you to meet Jesus. Do you know what he's done for us? It's amazing. And so it means that, that this body of believers, we're growing and learning how to bless others as we extend friendship. That's how we're trying to, ex- to extend friendship, is to bless others. And what I mean by that, it kind of sounds like a churchy word, bless, but it could mean uh, surprise people. I mean a nice surprise, not a boo, scare you kind of surprise, but, but a, a nice surprise. You know, like it's not their birthday, but you do something nice for them. It's, it's the uh, maybe serve somebody who normally isn't served it's, it's writing that note of encouragement or whatever to somebody who may not know the encouragement of God. has never sensed it before. And so it, when we do this, we're also growing to open doors to articulate our faith to those who don't yet believe. And this is, this is the first step and one of the steps that we're taking in, in discovering meaningful purpose in, in the family of God, using our gifts and our abilities Yes, not everybody articulates well the story of Jesus, but we want to learn how to. And not everybody uh, is, is the articulator, but you might be the one working with a, someone who can articulate the faith. And you're helping serve and helping bless. And so we can work together and use our gifts together to extend this friendship of God to the people around us and to our city. And so I, I really encourage you. We, we have... A team every Sunday, every Sunday of the month, and and, uh, they serve within the body and help get things done on a Sunday morning. But the dream is that we'll have too many people, and there's going to be some people twiddling their thumbs on Sunday morning because there's there's already enough people doing stuff. And when they're twiddling thumbs, what we're going to do is we're going to go, okay, now it's time to serve outside. All right? We, we got a team of people that, that are helping take care of things here. And, well, this Sunday, okay, let's go over to the shelter. Let's go over to the women and children's place. Let's go over to the fire department. Let's bless those guys. Let's surprise them with some, something good, you know? And so that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Now, uh, just, just, uh, just to kind of get a feel of this, and everybody can kind of get a sense of this, how many of you are already serving on a team one Sunday a month and helping out with things? Yeah, raise your hands. Man, that's a, that's a great number of you there. Thank you for being a part of, the, of that. And, and, and again, to those of you who are not, we're inviting you. It's not a have to, but it's an invite. Say, so you're welcome. We'd love for you to join us. And, uh, and uh, how many of you are involved in a gel group trying to discover authentic relationships? Raise your hand. Yeah, there's a good number of you there too. And I just say that those groups are not closed. They're always open, and you're welcome, and you're invited to be a part of one of those groups, all right? And, and you'll get a chance to that at the end. So I, I just want to say that, uh, that it, it's these simple things, and I know they sound simple, discovering Jesus, discovering authentic relationships. Those sound real, real simple, and, and they are. But when we do them, it, it's, again, it's responding to his grace, and it's moving us from here to there. And now I know the third one, extending the friendship of Jesus, that, that doesn't mean, it maybe sounds a little more scary. It sounds a little more risky. But when we do it together, 
We can have courage, we can have strength, and we can do it with care and with honesty and respect to others around us. And so I I just want to invite you into these simple steps, and I want you to know that you might have a next step in responding to grace. I don't know exactly what that step is, but it, it might be just to grow in your love and your worship. It might be just to start developing, developing some authentic relationships. So maybe you've already done those steps, and now it's time. I want to take the step and learn how to extend the friendship of Jesus by blessing and serving others. I don't know what it is, but you're going to have to take that step. And I want to say that, that myself and the staff and the jail leaders and the elders and leaders of this church, we want to help you take that next step. But I want to say it's up to you. It's up to you. And, and if you'll join us in these three things, I believe that not only will our lives change, but I, I, I believe that, that the friends around us, I believe the families, I believe neighborhoods, communities, will also change for the better because Jesus changes everything for the better, everywhere he went. And this is where we're going. This is where God is leading us. We're going from here to there. The problem is most of us get pretty comfortable with here. You know, and there, well, there, we've never been there. It's kind of unfamiliar. And uh, it might mean personal change before we see change around us. You know, we're on the way from here to there, and, and I'd like you to join us. We want to help you if you'll let us. But one of the other things is, is there's got to be that grace encounter. And then once you have that grace encounter, there's got to be care. And maybe that's where the main problem is. You know, a good number of people have a reason why they can't grow in their love. They can't grow in their loyalty. They can't grow in their friendship. But we can't seriously look into each other's faces and say it's because of a want of time. We, we just can't say that. It, it's maybe a want of intention. It's maybe a want of determination. It's maybe a want of motive. It's a want of the heart. It's a want of love. But it's anything and everything but time. Really think about that in that statement, and you realize it's true. Because we give priority to things, don't we? So we lack love, we lack care, we lack heart, we lack determination. So how can we change that? How can we, how, we, how can we get that? And I believe one of the things is prayer. We need to pray. So here's the story. There was a man named Jonah. God told him to preach a warning to a city of people, a city that God still cared about. I know there's a lot of people in this city that have written Asheville off. There are people who won't even go downtown anymore. It's like, ah, it's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't care. And that's the attitude. But we can't grow callous like that. And then there's some, like Jonah, he wanted to see Nineveh go to hell. He wanted to see that city pay. And that's why he didn't want to go. Because he knew God was compassionate. He knew God was forgiving. He knew God was a loving God. And so he didn't do the things that God wanted him to do. He didn't go there. He didn't go to Nineveh. 
Instead, he, he ran the other way. But a great storm came up and threatened to break up the ship and sink it, and, and all the sailors were afraid. And, they, and they, they each were crying out to their own God, their own idol. And while the storm was raging on, Jonah had found a spot below deck and was fast asleep. And the captain came to him and asked, How can you sleep while this is going on? Call on your God and maybe we won't perish. Jonah wakes up from his sleep and comes up on deck and everyone realizes that Jonah knows something that they don't. Somehow he's connected with what's going on around them or he, or he knows something. And so they start prying him with questions. Who's responsible for all this? What, what do you do? Where do you come from? What is your home? And, and who are your people? And when the answers come, then, then there's the final two questions the sailors ask. What have you done? And then what should we do to make the sea calm down, make this storm go away? And Jonah gives the answer, and, and the men don't want to be guilty of his blood, so they try every possible solution to survive. But in the end, they throw Jonah overboard, and as, as he directed, and, as, and the sea grew calm. And at that moment, the men, the sailors on that ship, you know what they do? They turn to God, and they sacrifice to him and it said, the scripture says that they made vows to him. The, the meaning of that being, I'm going to follow you because I believe that you are the true God because I just saw something miraculous happen. And I know that you are the cause of it. These men turn to God. The Lord provides a, a giant fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah's in the fish for three days and three nights. And, and that's the story. I'm going to stop there. There's more to it. You can read it for yourself. But I just want to say around us in this city, there is a storm going on. In the city of Asheville, there is a storm raging. And around the world, there is a storm raging. And, they, and the people of this world and the people in our city don't understand why the world is such a mess. They don't understand why the world has gone crazy. They don't understand the craziness of this town. And so people are crying out to their idols of the heart to their gods, but to no avail. Nothing is changing. Why? Because the only one who can change things is Jesus Christ. And the church, the people of God, we've been sleeping below deck. We've been passed out. And the storm's going on around us, and we've got to wake up. We're asleep in the storm, but we've got to wake up. Because we have answers to the questions that the world has for us. Who is responsible for the evil in this world? You know, the Christian faith gives the most plausible and rational explanation of that of any other world religion. It makes sense. God made all things good. And as it was in the beginning, he wants it in the end and intends to have it that way in the end. But there was an enemy, a villain, who twisted what was good and made it evil. It caused mankind to sin, and that sin was passed on. It gives explanation for why things the way they are. What do you do about it? What do you do about this sin and this condition of the world? The Christian faith has an answer. 
Well, where are you coming from with these answers? How do you know all this? Well, we have these answers revealed in, in the Scripture, God's book, the Bible. So your people are the children of God. Yeah, we've been adopted. God went to great lengths to bring us into his family. So what, what have you done about this in the evil in the world? What are you doing now? That's the question the world is asking. And they're asking, what should we do to save ourselves from it? We have answers. We have answers to these questions, don't we? And they're all in the story of God. The divine plan through the 66 books of the Bible, it's threaded through it. You know, if you're someone who wants to wake up from your sleep and help bring answers to the people who are crying out for it, then then I and the leaders of this church, we want to help equip you. If you want to be more sure of your understanding of that divine plan, we want to help you be more assured of it. If, and, and, and the leaders of this church want to help equip you. Here, here are some things that I, I believe if, if, if we're going to wake up from the storm, if we're going to choose to be grace responders and go from here to there, here, here are the things, and I believe is the direction for this church in the next year. I want to challenge us to pray as a church to awaking, awaken a caring heart again. And if you don't really care about the people whom God cares for, you've got to pray to gain compassion God has for this city. And I want to challenge you to begin praying this foot soldier prayer. And, and, uh, this, and, and it's, again, begins just with everywhere you set your foot. It's very simple. Just offer up a prayer every time your foot hits the pavement out of your car. God, I know you care for the people of this city. Help me to care too. May your kingdom come here. I'd like you to begin doing this immediately. Begin praying. This November, we'll give some more definition to it as we join uh, the Billy Graham effort, My Hope, the Good News About Heaven. And we'll get more specific with our prayers, but we're going to continue to pray. As grace responders, I'd like you also to consider this. For the next 40 days, for those of you who sent something stirring within you, I'd like you to join me in praying for our church and for our city every day. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, at 9, noon, and 3 p.m. It doesn't have to be long. It can be just a simple, short prayer, 30 seconds, whatever. You know what I'm doing? I'm, I get in my phone, and I go to my alarm clock, and I just set it for 9, 12, and 3. Morning, wake up, set it so it's ready to go off. Just a reminder. And for those of you who would like to, to, like to and be able to, I'm going to be here in this space at noon. And, uh, and if you, for any amount of time, short or long, if you'd like to pray together, I'll be here. And uh, we'll pray, or one of our leaders will be here. So, so we're going to start tomorrow, September 15th, all the way to October 24th, 40 days of prayer. And again, my heart and, and the, my prayer is just, Lord, help me to care for this city again. Your kingdom come. Help your church. Help your people. And why? The end of all things is near. Storm's getting bad out there, guys. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. 
Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us to pray. Very simple. And, and again, uh, when I read these New Testament letters from the apostles, they're always trying to help us understand when you encounter grace, and this is what grace is, and this is what it's like, and then moving that to responding to grace. And so one of the things that they tell us, pray. So we, I want to encourage you to pray. Second thing and second direction that's going to be happening this year. Oh, and with that, just, just to say that, uh, have you guys enjoyed this morning being together like this? Yeah. Well, there's a chance to do that again. O- o- October 26th, it's a, it's a Friday night, and uh, it's a night of worship. Uh, Nate calls it the Delta Worship Night. Uh, it's on our fall upcoming events. September 27th, excuse me. And whatever. The date's there. Yeah. So anyway, it's a time to be together. And uh, I, I think that there's going to be more of these moments where we can come to celebrate. And with that, I'd like to say that um, I, I really want to encourage you. I, I think there's some rhythms that are emerging in our church, but they're not just rhythms that, that Christ followers are a part of, but there's also rhythms in this city. And, and, and one of them is celebration. I mean, there's celebrations that go on in this city all the time. And, uh, and I think when we come together, there's a celebratory type note. And, and uh, it's one of the rhythms that we learn. And, uh, and it's a, a thing that strengthens the people of God, but it's also something that we can invite people into that don't yet believe it's something that our city does and we can go and be a part of as they celebrate things like the, some of the festivals that they're doing. And we bring the presence of Jesus to those celebrations. And so this is one of the rhythms that we're going to be talking about at the Get Rhythm Retreat, celebration, and how celebration is just a part of a life. It's not a program. Celebration is not a program. Uh, and, and some of these other rhythms that we want to introduce to you are not programs. It's just a rhythm of life, but we just need to invite Jesus into it, and it changes things. And so I want to encourage you to come to the Get Rhythm Retreat Day. And it's it's one important day together where we can rally to pray, worship, and to to go to the hill of the Lord together. And on that day, there's going to be some some help offered so that, that you'll be able to identify what your next step is in your spiritual journey. And then we're going to offer uh, some times, some uh, teaching times, some workshop times that will be geared towards those first steps and connect you with people who can help you in your next step. So I don't want you to just, it's not a day to kind of swing by after the Little League game. It's, it's not a day where I'm going to run some errands and then stop in and check and see what's going on and make sure I didn't miss anything. No, this is a put it on your calendar and and. and reserve the whole day and be there so that you can truly feel a part of what's going on in this church and begin learning the rhythms of this church that we want to live. Help us, help us to live out this new pattern of living that Jesus gives us and, and living out the love, loyalty, and friendship of Jesus. So I challenge you, register today on your way out. The, there's a table back there. Karen, wave your hand, Karen. She's right there in the back at that red tablecloth back there. And uh, Anyway, you can register, and so don't delay. Don't put it off. Now, we're going to be going to also be bringing the story of God into a full-length musical this year for the stage and for the mission field. 
And uh, some of you were here when we did 16 episodes of the story of God from Genesis to Revelation, showing the divine thread, the divine plan of God through 66, the 66 books of the Bible. And we're going to be presenting it at April and Easter time. That's what we hope. That's what we're planning, God willing. Again, I don't know if maybe Jesus is going to come back tomorrow. I don't know. So, it, you know, but our, if he doesn't, we're going to be working towards that. And, and, but it's not just going to be something that's done just here in this room, but it's something that we hope that's going to be done in other places in the city. Uh, we hope it's going to be done overseas because this is a little different than just a Broadway musical. This is the story of God. And, at, and when people hear it, there's a chance to respond and say, yes, I want to be part of that story right now. And so there's going to be our church being prepared to know how to help people who want to respond to the story of God, to become grace responders, to say, yes, man, that melted my heart. And I, I want to know, what, what do I do to say yes to Jesus? And so we want to help you and learn, learning how to tell your story, your testimony, but also tell the story of God and help people who want to respond to this and be ready to give those answers to the questions like, like Jonah gave the answers to those sailors. And it begins with this, telling your story and telling his story. So in 2015, we're going to begin the training for God's story and for your story, training you how to tell your testimony. And for those of you who are ready and willing Again, only ready and willing subjects taken. And if you're not willing, then, then that's okay. Again, you know, God works with us wherever we're at. But again, I'm inviting you into this and saying that, that we're going to provide this come and go training, come and go, the two words that sum up Jesus' ministry. Come follow me, and go make disciples, go be fishers of men. So it's the nuts and bolts of how to share your faith with someone who's ready to grow. So this is the direction our church is, is going to take to fulfill our mission to change life as we know it through the love, loyalty, and friendship of Jesus. We are here, and we, we have to get to there. And if, if you're muddled and, and you're not a good note taker, let me say again how you can immediately join us in our mission right now. One, start by giving yourself fully to Jesus. Just give yourself fully to him. Respond to his grace by just first giving yourself to him. Surrender. Say, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am and everything I'm not. And grow. Begin to grow in your intimacy, your closeness with him. Grow in your identity in a new family. Grow in responsibility of extending that friendship he extended to you. Second thing, join others who have also given themselves fully to Jesus by joining some sort of group, Joe group, youth group, kids group, men's group, women's group, group group, whatever the group is. Third thing, join, start practicing using your gifts. Do that by, you first start by serving. Join, join a team that's looking not only to serve within the body, but outside the body. And then the last, if you're concerned for your neighbors, for your friends, for your coworkers who don't yet believe, join us in praying. Join us in praying. And get ready to be equipped to tell your story and his story. So, 
This morning, I, 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 again, we've got to get from here to there. I know here is familiar, it's comfortable, but there is so much better. It's what God has envisioned for us. It's what God has in store for us. So don't, don't run and hide. Don't fall asleep below deck. The story of Jonah is real, and the world around us is in a storm, and they're crying out. And they're crying out to things that can't speak to them, can't move or help them or change their circumstances. But Jesus can because he can change everything. Band, you guys can come on up here. Uh, Jesus gave us the sign of Jonah. He gave us the sign of Jonah. What was that sign? Well, Jesus willingly gave himself up for a world crying out in the storm. And at the Father's command... He threw himself overboard into the, down to the earth, threw himself into the depths, and he suffered, and he felt the effects of the storm just as we did, yet he was without sin. Jesus lived the life we should have lived and then laid down his life, dying the death we should have died. He went into the belly of the earth for three days, and he raised up from death, proving that he was the Son of God and able to conquer sin and death for us. To all of us calling out to our idols in the storm, Jesus tells us that we're all wrong, but we're all loved, and we're called to recognize that, to change and follow him. And he will lead us from here to there. might be just a matter of sticking out our thumb, on the road to salvation, and he'll give us a ride. So, it's time. It's time for us to begin praying. And uh, let's, let's start by responding in worship to him. And uh, would you stand right now with me? And the guys are going to lead us. Lord Jesus, the next few moments... If there's someone here who hasn't had the chance to have the melt-your-heart kind of moment with you, Lord, I pray that they would have it in the next few moments. And Lord, for those who have that, ha- that encounter with you, melting their heart, the gospel, your grace, Lord, then I pray that you show us how to respond to your grace and be grace responders. In Jesus' name.